Self-Care Game podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the suicide crisis hotline. What's up, gang? Hey, gang. It's been a while. I know we took a break and didn't tell y'all, but... COVID. Can we play yeah, COVID? Okay, COVID. <laughs> Sorry about that, but welcome to our season finale. Surprise! <laughs> well, actually, we took a break for Thanksgiving, and then last week, we actually recorded um, earlier than we normally do, so it was just like, it fell in between... Our lunch date and the next, it just fell in a weird place where we were just like, we're just gonna drop another episode on Sunday because we have a special guest on this episode, yes. which is Sit With Wit. Um, and she's coming in to talk about toxic positivity, which is going to be so bomb because we really need to know what that is because I'm tired of y'all good vibes only people, okay? Because <laughs> it's not always good vibes. Right. But oh, I forgot to introduce myself. Hey y'all, it's your girl Devin, sent from Devin, also known as Keisha Cole. <laughs> and it's your girl, Desiree, also known as It's Desi Cakes, a.k.a. Ashanti. Yeah, I'm, Ke- I'm team Keisha Cole. Honestly, it was hard for me to choose between the two. I still haven't chosen. Although I posted yeah. my Ashanti CD, I'm still like, I'm rooting for both of them. They're both Libras. Yeah. I know they're both of their whole catalog. Keisha actually is the better singer, but <laughs> yeah. I won't disagree. And it's... I, so I saw Ashanti and Ja Rule when they went on tour, mm-hmm. and it was very nostalgic. But Ashanti is not a performer, and I lo- I love Ashanti, but she is not. I like Ashanti a more as a person. Yeah, but I like Keisha Cole more as a artist and an entertainer. I feel like Ashanti gets her flowers from her mm-hmm. songwriting, mm-hmm. from uh, basically J Lo's whole career. And, you know, mm-hmm. she that's where she gets her, her just due from. Although, mm-hmm. you know, her first album and stuff, like, you know, that was very nostalgic for many of us. Girl, classic. Yes. And Keisha Cole is a better singer. But, but she got some classics, too. She's the reason why I got the um, at name sent from Devin, because my friends in college used to always I'm sing it. Be the one that <laughs> sent from Devin. from Devin. <laughs> so that's how I got my Instagram and social media name. So, yeah, um, I guess I, I think Keisha. I may be Team Keisha, honestly. I want to listen, Keisha gonna win if she bring the gap back. I don't think she, <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. Keisha gonna win if she bring the um, blonde and red. Yes, I need her with the ponytail with the blonde and red. With the 24 piece. And the, uh, and the fur when mm-hmm. she was looking out the window for uh, the video for love. I should have lied. I should have cheated. Baby, Baby, I should have went, went out to, to the, the club. club. Mm. Happy in middle school singing it like... <laughs> like we was getting cheated on. What nobody doing? Nothing to us. Girl, I don't know. I had relationship drama back then. Oh, I wasn't dating yet. My mom ain't play that. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> it is what it is. But Ashanti, if she come with that, um, with the cutoff shirt mm-hmm. and all that, whoop, child. The I need, I need them loss. with the. I need the. Um, did you see somebody had posted and Ashanti reposted? It was the heart chain. Mm-hmm. Remember that big heart with the rhinestones that people used to wear. Mm-hmm. Girl, 
We own. We need some gachos. We need some of them. All um, them. All the little that. Chinese slippers. We need all that. All of it. So, yeah. So, how has your past couple of weeks been? Um, You know, the, these past couple of weeks. So, I started a 31-day challenge on Instagram. So, if you guys aren't following me, follow me at It's Desi Cakes and join in. You don't have to start from day one. You can start from whenever. But it's just a self-care challenge because I wanted to push myself. Like, you know, I think Mm -hmm. I told you that although, you know, I journal here and there, I might do self-care here and there, I'm not very consistent with it. So, I wanted to make a challenge. I wanted to challenge myself to be consistent. But then I was like, well, I need accountability. So, then that's when I made it like a public challenge with... With everyone. So basically, you know, I'm just having people show me what they do for self-care. And, like, I'm reposting them. I'm posting what I'm doing. And we're just encouraging each other to just take care of ourselves. Because right now with the holidays, we think about family and friends and what we're going to get them. And run ourselves to the ground, you know, working overtime to be able to afford gifts. Or, you know, for people that are, you know, may have lost their jobs. You know, they may be beating themselves up instead of, like, realizing, Mm -hmm. like, you know, life is still... A value life is still you still have something to offer this world regardless of whatever time you're in and it's important to take care of yourself so that way you don't have to pour from an empty cup yeah it's great and i've been participating um i just haven't posted but i do self-care <laughs> every day i just need to like start posting what i'll be doing because yes, this morning i did a meditation i did a mindful walk i did my affirmations i had a good slow morning it was oh. great but yeah, my past two weeks has been great. We had a bomb Friendsgiving, which was lit. Um, and other than that, like, I mean, I feel like everything is going good in my life right now. So, I mean, I have my days. Oh, yeah. But for the most part, things are going pretty well. I don't, I think it's because I'm being more mindful. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's because of that. Yeah. I need to practice that too. And I also need to get into meditation because I just be like, ooh, because I can't do it when I first wake up because I'm going to fall asleep. Girl, <laughs> you think that? I, I think you gotta I put, train your. You just gotta train your brain. Yeah, I, but I'm gonna try it this week for sure. I'm gonna try to do it at least three days this week. Um, cause I start need to. small. Just do one day this week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, but yeah, other than that, I'm going back to work soon. So many of y'all may not know, but I've been on like a leave for work, and I'll be going back to work soon. And at first I was a little nervous, but, you know, that's life. Yeah, it is. I knew I had to go back eventually. And that's fine. I'm okay with it. I've I've come to terms with it. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Ooh, do you want to, I see you looking at your, do you want to share our little things that we did? What things? That little, um, the thing where I I asked you for the link and it told you about yourself. Yeah. What she's talking about is, um, it's his website called, I'm trying to think, it's Cosmic something. What is the name of that book? Cosmic RS, RX. And they basically just came up with, like, they take your birth chart and then they come up with, like, how you present in the world by pulling, like, your sun sign, your moon sign, and all that. So, for myself, my sun sign is Capricorn. My moon sign is Capricorn. So, if you didn't know, your sun sign is how you present yourself to the world. Your moon sign is how you feel emotionally. My rising sign is Virgo. So, 
basically my sun and moon sign is how I feel and how I present myself so I'm a real bitch um <laughs> and then Virgo is your social personality so I act like Beyonce socially um and Mercury is how you think Mars is how you express yourself and Venus is how you love so my Mercury is Sagittarius my Mars is Sagittarius and my Venus is Sagittarius that's just crazy to me <laughs> too much but anyways my little thing says i am a leader but my emotions are rather reserved i think in a curious way but i express my energy in a lively way in love i seek excitement and my role in the world is an organizer and yes. that's on point <laughs> When I read yours, I was like, I have to do mine because it, it was so true. It was so true because my emotions are reserved. My energy is lively. In love, I do seek excitement. Like, take a bitch, like, plan a date. Like, you know what I mean? Let's go jump out of plane. <laughs> oh, no. I want to go skydiving. Mm-mm. I want to do it, like, one day, but, like, not soon. <laughs> <laughs> So for mine, my sun is Libra, my moon is Pisces, and my rising is Gemini. And y'all, I read this and I was like, how they know me like this? (laughs) But it says, I'm a peacemaker, but my emotions are rather extreme, (laughs) which is true. Mm-hmm. I think in a complex way, which means I overthink, mm-hmm. <laughs> but express my energy in a provocative way, mm-hmm. which I was just like, mm. and then I looked up provocative and that just means like, in a way to like get a rise out of people. Mm, and and I so I was like, because at first I was thinking provocative, like Sexual. sexy. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't, uh-uh. um, but yeah, like basically my opinions are, are rather, you know, it, it gets people riled up. And, and that's true because if you follow me on Instagram and my stories, I'm always posting something that makes people want to have discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says, in love, I seek respect, which is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And then my role in the world is the messenger, mm-hmm. which. It's true. I was like, Dang. yeah, it was on point for you. Like, if you get into that chart, I really wasn't into the astrology until this year. But this stuff is real. Like, I did my God's chart, and I was like, when I read, like, when I compared our charts, I was like, okay, this is why we have these issues, <laughs> and this is why we do good in these areas, y'all. I never thought I'd be an astrology head ass bitch, but I am turning into one. So yeah, and one more announcement. So my new private practice. Transcend Wellness Boutique is opening in January 2021. Um, And, yeah, it's going to be virtual at first. um, But I'm going to have a space by um, mid-2021 or something like that. Whenever it opens up. Whenever COVID calms down, because, honey, you know. So if you are, I will be opening my books back to take clients. So if you are interested in becoming my client, please shoot me an email. And you live in Texas. Well, I will be providing life coaching and um, yoga services and stuff, too. So if you live outside of Texas, we can do something else. So you can email me at hello at transcend, T-R-A-N-S- C-E-N-D wellness B-O dot com. We'll put that in the bio. Yeah, we put that in the bio. So, yeah, I'm opening my books up for January 2021 and I need some lit clients. Y'all know my population is black people and people of color. Let's break Mm -hmm. these generational curses. Mm -hmm. 
That's dope. I'm excited for you, friend. Like, you really said you was going to do it, and look at you out here doing Period. it. I do everything I say I want to. You do. You do. As the organizer in this world, yes, you do. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the media segment. I made that bitch famous. I made that bitch famous. All right, y'all. So for the media, it was a lot of birthdays. I feel like it's just birthdays all year. It it yeah. I mean, I mean, technically it is. <laughs> Girl. But I feel like it do be certain times of the year where it just be a lot of birthdays. Yeah. And it's just been a lot of birthdays lately. It's and a lot of Sagittarius. Yes. And um, Regine, also known as <laughs> Regine Carter, Lil Wayne's daughter, just had a B-Day. And her party was so cute. It was based on, like, the 99 and 2000s. Mm-hmm. It was cute. Like a hot girl party. Well, like, not hot girl, like, Megan Stallion hot girl, but, like, hot like, girl. Hot like, girls, hot boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cute. But as soon as that happened, her <laughs> niggas start showing her his bare ass What's going on? Like, why does that always happen? Like, something good happened in the media, or like, you know what I mean? It'd be mm-hmm. like they, whoever they dating or something acts up. Like, mm-hmm. what is the deal with that? Because it was also a little baby birthday, but we gonna get on that in a second. But what did tell them about the interview that Lucci did? Girl. So Lucci did an interview with Angela Yee. <laughs> and um, I don't know her and Charlemagne. They be kind of in that. I don't know. Yeah, they they kind of you know a little, they be instigating. instigating a little bit. Yeah, they be instigating. Yeah, so she was asking how Regine gets along with his other baby mamas and you know all that stuff, and then she asked him if he thinks that Regine is the one. And he said, "What he say? I don't know, or like I don't want to talk about that or something." What did he say? He said, uh, we cool. Oh, yeah. He said, he, we cool. Girl. <sighs> Look, whenever I, if I ever become famous or well-known, I'm going to have to make my significant other or my partner get interview training. And we yes. have to have a conversation on what to say and not to say in interviews because... I'm not trying to be on First 48 or Snaps. <laughs> not First 48, friend. For one, I feel like the question was inappropriate. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the name of the game. Yeah. And then for two, I just feel like he really could have just been like, I really don't want to answer that question because I feel like whatever I say is going to be taken out of context. Because honestly, whatever he did, if he didn't say that he she was his soulmate, up, yeah. everybody was going to take it out of context. Yeah. Or he could have just said, that's personal. Next question. Exactly. Like, simple as that. Even if that's what you would say to a stranger. Like, exactly. So, like, unless Angela is part of your family, like, that's how you should have responded to her. But, exactly. you know, of course, you know, Regine saw when people was tweeting her and telling her to leave that man alone and all this other stuff. And she was like, y'all in my business before I can even wake up. So, niggas just nigging. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Speaking of, it was a little baby birthday, and he had a big party. His girlfriend, Jada, threw it for him, got him, like, some expensive watch that I don't know nothing about. It's yeah. out of my tax It's, crazy. like, one of 12 watches that exist. Yeah. And then uh, James Harden got him one of uh, the same type of watch. So he got, like, two, two rare watches. Yeah. Which I'm like, why are you giving him the same type of gift to his? I mean, I guess maybe they didn't know. They, they, were didn't, they get that. couldn't have known. But like, if it's that rare, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's expensive. And like, I didn't know him and James Harden was like 
I didn't know they were cool because he gave him a hundred k, a hundred thousand dollars too. Yeah, and a bag full of honey buns. <laughs> but basically, they was tallying it, and he little baby got like over like, I think almost a million dollars worth of gifts and money for his birthday. And Lord, I've seen what you do for others <laughs> because I'm, this is I my just prayer request. Okay, I just pray because my birthday January fifth, and everybody be broke. Let me tell you, my friend. <laughs> Tell you right now, you ain't getting one as well. Watches okay. not for me. <laughs> I just want a plant, girl. Just give me a monstera. I got you. I got you. But girl, yeah, he got all them damn gifts, and and not too long right after that, some shit popped up. <laughs> it did. So basically, Miss London is currently, I mean, apparently a porn star and a pro writer. Um, what pro writer? <laughs> yeah. How do you become a pro? Yeah, what are the qualifications? How do you get credentialed? Do they have a competition? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But basically, the porn star said that she got a piece, a little baby, and she understand why Jada isn't leaving. Mm. So apparently, she's saying that little baby basically paid her for sexual intercourse. Allegedly. Allegedly. 6K. Um, and she said it was the best she ever had. <laughs> and he barely spoke two sentences to her. And, yeah. And then it's just all over the internet because little Baby basically just posting his own things as well. Like, you won. You remember when um, Offset was like, <laughs> y'all won. I mean, he didn't say nothing like that, but he was saying, let me see what he said. He was just basically saying she was lying because he been with Jay, Jada, been with him the whole time um, for his whole birthday. and But yet she posted a DM where he was like, what's the point of paying if you're going to do all that? <laughs> Girl. Talking about that's bad business. Yeah, yeah, she posted a DM exposing mm-hmm. him. But you know, people can make up DMs. But I don't know. She said she was drunk and full of 1942, which if you had a, you know, if you had got paid and was supposed to not tell nobody and you drunk, I guess you could slip out of, slip up and say something. But these celebrities need to start doing these non disclosures. Did Beyonce not teach y'all nothing? Baby, she wrote the blueprint. Be you got to even come in contact with Beyonce, you gotta sign a non disclosure. Right. Form. That's why I can't tell y'all about that time I partied with her. But you just <laughs> did. You just did y'all, y'all don't know when or where. Anyways, y'all, child. So, next up is Janae is back in these Twitter streets. They burning her up because they saying she blackfishing, <laughs> which is a funny word to begin with. It exists. It's true. It, it exists. Um, but then they also saying she has as much black in her as Hazley. What's that girl? Haley. Hazley. You know that one white singer. I don't know. But she claims she black, too. Or, like, has some type of black in her. I don't know. I had to look it up. So, basically, they've been on her about that. Because um, she did a DNA test, like, a while ago. And she been top, they've been talking she about this on Twitter. She found out she's not 100% that bitch? Well, not that <laughs> bitch. But she found out she is 25% Asian, 33% African, and 34% European. Um, so people from that, people been bringing up the conversation of, should she be saying, nigga, like, should she be saying the N-word? Oh. hmm I was trying to figure out why people care so much if she's, like, we can look at her and tell that she's not black. 
or not I just mean, black. I mean, I still consider her black, though. I don't know. She just mixed. Now that I see the percentages, I'm just like, she really ain't nothing. Yeah. So, well, just... and any of us can take that test and determine the same thing because, like, we could have a percentage, a high percentage of whiteness, too. It just, it just mm-hmm. doesn't present itself. Yeah. So, apparently, she has a Japanese grandfather, a Creole and Dominican grandmother on her mother's side, and both her father's parents were black and white. So that's that's a crazy mixture. <laughs> like Girl, I don't know. I never really know what to think when people like appear to be mixed or appear to be a different race but claim to be black because like white people looked at us and said one percent drop, you black. But then with us it's like how do how do you really determine who can mm. claim our culture and stuff? Like who because is, like But she grew up in um Slauson. Slauson. Like she yeah. grew up in uh predominantly black but na- people say that too and they're you know they're like oh i've been brought up around black people so i just identify as that and it, i think even like her a, family kind of just has like the black culture like yeah it's like a touchy thing like i never really understood like where do we draw the line or like get to say who is and isn't a part of it i don't know but she said she feel like she just mixed and she's human regardless and she see everyone as family and she said she no she chose going forward to no longer say the N word out of respect for her ancestors and as well for respect for the individuals that may feel uncomfortable with her saying it. And I think she responded very well. Yeah, that's a good response. I mean, you really can't what are you gonna do saying no, I'm gonna say the N word regardless. And if she does gonna say if she do say it, who gonna be her ass? Somebody made right, <laughs> like uh, I don't, I don't think we should put that <laughs> challenge out there. It's crazy, motherfuckers out here. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good move. Just like, yeah, it's honestly. it's better safe than sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's kind of hard. It's it it's is. a hard thing because even Justin Bieber, how he wanted to have his album claimed as R and B because he basically had R and B feel to his album. And it's like, well, you you still don't do R and B. You're still like a pop artist. And Grammy had had put him in the category of pop um, categories. Who Justin Bieber? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but he, he hangs out with all these black people now, and he got you know he got all these you know R and B wannabe sounding songs. I don't know Justin Bieber being on the R and B way. I'm like gonna stunt because what was that one album? Ooh, that one album was it Journals? Oh no. Oh, it it was like one, that. the one that had purple and white on it. That album. This was not the first R&B sounding album for um, Justin Bieber. Journals in 2014. That album is hard. Mm. Yes. Justin Bieber got some bangers. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think that. I don't know. Like, I don't Girl, know you know, how we to... got to make me play with these songs. Right. Like, you up here done. getting y'all. She's well, we really done. up here, like, looking well, at me like, bitch, this that's episode, the album. I'm going to have to play this album. I'm going to have to run it back. Because the other day, I ran back Lemonade. And y'all, Ooh. I was like, this was a masterpiece. Honestly, I don't realize how hard pieces of music and projects are until, like, I listen to Like, I don't listen to it for a while. Then mm-hmm. I listen to it again. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, this was... A piece of work. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think... I'm getting off topic. But I think Lil Baby is a very talented rapper. I don't know if you ever listen to his music, but it's really good. Like, he's a really good rapper. Like, Lil Wayne level. Honestly. Really? No, he's really good. It's not just trap music. Like, he can rap. I've only listened to, like, his mainstream songs and, like, the songs that he's been featured on. 
So no, I don't know, maybe I'll give him a listen. He's talented. It's just he, looking at him, he look a little. No, he can rap. No, like he's talented. <laughs> he the, the talent, bitch. I, I was listening to his new songs. I was like, ooh. Okay. I was like, this man is talented. Okay. But yeah. Anyways, um, what's the next thing up? I don't even remember what we was talking about. We was talking about yeah. yeah so allegedly oh, yeah, yeah. he slept with the stripper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cetera, basically. So Jada's still gonna be with him as she should. Cause <laughs> sis. Would you rather cry in a Range Rover or a Honda? Uh, or a Benz or a BMW or a Rolls Royce? Girl. I prefer to cry in a Rolls Royce. I prefer to not cry. I prefer to not cry, but that's not the options that we receive <laughs> right now. So that's not the if I had to cry, I would want to cry in a Rolls Royce with a full bank account. Mm. Well... <laughs> You know you would too. I mean, I I wouldn't do it willingly. Yeah, I wouldn't do it willingly either. But anyways, um, next up is the baby and Danny. What's that girl name? Danny. What's her what's her name? The dancing girl. I don't and know. And the singer, like she sings. She got a real weird. Her name is like delay. Del. Del- Girl. I don't know, but Daniel. y'all know who we talking about. But she talked to she talked to um, what should call it? She's the a baby. choreographer. She's a singer, and she she did the baby um, choreography that for that one video. And ever since then, they've been talking, I guess. And apparently, they've been going back and forth. He's been bouncing back and forth between him, her, I mean, her and, and the his baby, baby mama. mama. So she posted a tweet talking about the baby, my baby. I don't care. <laughs> And they posted, like, a video or something of them being together all booed up. And then the baby mama was just like, don't get it twisted. He only there because I let him be there. I cut him off. That's everybody. <laughs> like, literally, that's every relationship. You, like, they're only on to the next person because somebody cut them off or they cut you off. I mean, people supposed to move on. Yeah. I don't know. People were just calling her, um, what, like, the bitter, bitter baby mama. Yeah. <sighs> I wouldn't say all that, but it's just like, I don't know. I've, she has, I guess she has something to prove. I don't know what she feel like she got to prove, but clearly it's something. Girl, she said, that ain't the baby. That's my baby. Girl, <laughs> I mean, how problematic he got at one point. I just, I barely can support the man. Yeah, he over here. What did he do? Did he punch somebody? Punch some girl? girl, and then punch somebody else, and just just did the. The most. man is really going through some hurt right now because his brother passed, so he really need to did, stop bouncing. Did his brother take his life? I think so. Yeah, that happened these past two weeks too. Mm-hmm. No, we talked about it. We, we talked about it. Yeah, his brother took his own life. That's so unfortunate. Yeah, so I just think that he's just you know typical situation with most men where they don't know how to. Um, deal with their feelings and they, you know, look for it in other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wouldn't take anything that he does right now seriously. Yeah. So, moving on. Um, Kelsey ex-best friend, Megan's the stallion ex-best friend, Kelsey, dropped a diss track. Did we talk about this? No. I don't think so. If we did, sorry, we talk about it again. I don't think we talked about it. I think that happened during our break. Well, she no, it happened out the during, next day. She, so I think, I think we did during, talk about no, it. No, it happened during Thanksgiving. And we didn't record for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, she dropped a diss tag. I think we talked about it. Oh, yeah, I think we did. So, what yeah, you and think? I said, I, I didn't listen to it. I said, I wasn't giving her no spins. I didn't listen to it either. <laughs> I did um, watch like a YouTube video of like her old live, and she was just talking about everything. And honestly, it just sounds like you know how they say it's two sides of the story their side, the other person's side, and three the truth. Sides, yeah. yeah, three sides of the story. And I think that's what it is. I don't think. Megan is necessary, like an uh, angel in a situation. I don't think Kelsey is necessary angel in the situation. I don't think Tori's D- Tori definitely not the angel. He's probably like if anybody is. He's still the denying that he shot her. Yeah, he's still denying it. Like who knows? We'll see once whoever get charged. But I kind of don't think he gonna get charged. I think he gonna get out of it. He has a really good lawyer. But honestly, if y'all not gonna tell us who shot her. Right. Can we y'all just stop talking about if it? If y'all gonna talk about talking these raps and riddles, I ain't trying to hear it. So I'm yeah. so over the situation. That's also why I didn't want to listen to it because I'm not finna play blues clues with y'all. Yeah, because I'm we tired. Everybody tired. We just want to know who shot her, and just go from there. We trying to find out who shot Jr. <laughs> Basically, like this is the the soap opera of all time. Like, yeah. I ain't got time for this. It's a lot. So yeah. Well, prayers to them. Yeah. Seems like Megan's doing good, and she, you know, she got, I think her album went number one. Yeah, it went number one. Body so, went number one. She, yaddy, yaddy, she's yaddy. the first fe- female rapper to have three um, number ones in one year, I think. Dang. Yeah. Did you know that Nicki Minaj posted that she was the most streamed artist of um, 2020? Or no, of like the last 10 years or something. And I was like, dang. I can't believe that. But then I'm like, Beyonce. Really? Well, it was like a whole list of people. Yeah, and I saw Beyonce, Beyonce at the was like end. At the bottom, I was yeah. like, "How is Beyonce at the bottom?" Girl. Probably because those other projects that she like, um, Lemonade, like, because Lemonade was really for I don't, I don't want to say for black people, but you know what I mean. Like, it was a lot of black songs on there, and as well as um, her last album, I can't think of the name of it. Black is King. Yeah. As as well as that, like. She probably didn't get as many, um, you know. Oh yeah, it was the top streams. nine hip hop and R B artists of the decade. And who's the top one? The top one was Drake. Drake, Rihanna, oh, okay. Chris Brown, Nicki, Post Malone. Which I, I don't. He hasn't even been out for a decade, so I don't but even know how he got up there. They, them Caucasians love him. Caucasians. He Why has he over one here song. From, uh, he's from Louisville. Texas? Yes. He's <laughs> you. Yes, no. One of my friends, her little sister, went to high school with him. He was like a white boy that played guitar. Like a typical white boy. And then all of a sudden. He but um <laughs> on Twitter they was like, Do you have one post Malone that song that you like that um that you don't want to admit? And then they had the meme of the Simpson. When she was like covering up her face, like yeah, she was a Marge. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I never watched Simpsons, so I don't know their names. But um, mine is the song with um, Twenty One Savage, Rockstar. Oh, I think everybody listened to that song. That when was it came a nice out. song because I think because Twenty One Savage. Wrote I that forgot home. about that song, but yeah, uh, yeah, I can't name any off top, but yeah, that one I guess. I was surprised that he was on Big Sean's album. Mm-hmm. I actually don't like that song, Wolves. I but don't know that song. It's not my. It's not like my favorite of okay. his album. It's on Big Sean's album. But um, yeah. Well, and then the rest of them was The Weeknd, Kendrick Lamar, Lil Wayne, then Beyonce. So that was the top nine. Okay. 
Okay. Well, moving on. This is so sad. Natalie, how do you say her last is name? Is it Dazelle? Dazelle. That's, that's Please so pretty. Please forgive us. If, if, it's, if, if it's yeah, if it's pronounced that way, it's so pretty. But um, you may know her from I know her from Baps. I know her from Baps, and then they said she was in Cinderella. Yeah, she like, was. She was in Cinderella. She was one of the stepsisters. I feel like she was in something in a few other things too. Yeah, she was in other stuff as well. But um, she passed away today, and that is so sad. Yeah, they don't have no any information on how or anything. Like I that. saw that she got diagnosed with colon cancer earlier this year. Oh my gosh, colon cancer is... And um, I, allegedly that's what she has passed from. So prayers to her family. Like, what's crazy, I was just... My mom called me earlier today and I was taking a nap. And um, me and my mom always speak in, like, quotes from stuff like Martin or from, like, you know, famous movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had said a quote from Babs. And I was like, you know what movie that's from? And she was like, no. Like, what is it from? I was like, Babs. And she was like, oh, Okay. But it's so crazy that I had that conversation with her this morning. And then, oh, girl, Natalie passed. And she had, like, some of the best scenes in, in Babs when she was cooking. Like, I'll never forget when she was cooking and, like, uh, she made him that, mm-hmm. basically that uh, black-ass meal. Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> and then even Cinderella, like, I remember her saying, um, like, when they were, like, we hide our true selves until after the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch Cinderella now. So, also, you know more about this next topic than I do. Oh, Casey Goodson Jr. So, this is a young man, I believe it's in Ohio. Let me double check and make sure because I don't want to say it wrong. But, yes. So, he's a black man from Ohio. And on Friday... Franklin County Sheriff's deputy mistook him for a fugitive and fatally shot him three times in the back. Um, so apparently he was walking. He had just left a dentist appointment and, and stopped for lunch and was walking into his home when um, they shot him. They thought that he was this fugitive that they had been looking for. And then there's a couple different stories about what's going on. Because they were also saying that there was some guy that drove past waving a gun and um, they followed him and it was allegedly Casey and um, that's when they shot him and told him to drop the gun but he had a sandwich. And they did say that they recovered a gun from the scene but they didn't say from where or anything of that sort and apparently he did have a license to carry. Um, But yeah, this guy, he worked at the Gap. He like had a family that loved him and he was like super sweet according to them and it's just another story unfortunately of a black man dying at the hands of the police for no apparent reason and I just for the life of me cannot understand why police officers have still not grasped the concept of being able to apprehend someone without harming them like even if you think somebody has a gun, like your job as a police officer is to protect and serve, not to just kill and figure it out later. Yeah. So that was so sad when I saw that. I'm just like, I hate how we're becoming numb to this type of information, mm-hmm. and I hate how that is happening so often that is is often overlooked. Um, but we can't, you know, we can't 
brush this type of stuff under the rug. We can't just become numb. We have to keep, like, drawing up these emotions and getting mm-hmm. upset about it because, you know, our words don't just... Our words and actions behind these situations don't go in vain, and we mm-hmm. have stemmed a lot of change from the things that we do, um, you know, make public and make statements about. And what's, what's crazy is... Um, yesterday, Real Housewives came back and, you know, it was a lot of Black Lives Matter content on there because it showed uh, Portia protesting. Because she was and, out here in these streets. Mm-hmm, and it showed Cynthia protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a very, very, very black episode. I mean, all their episodes are black because all of them are black. Mm-hmm. But this one, they just did not shy away from the Black Lives Matter. Um, and Portia, they asked Portia, what did she learn from her experience? Of, like, protesting and getting arrested and stuff. And she said, what did I learn? She was like, then I'm going to do it again. And I was like, period, sis. That's why she in the middle with the peach on the promos. Because sis is that bitch. She's she's tapping into her her Mm -hmm. highest potential. She's tapping into her highest self. Yeah. And she she talked about that coming full circle. Because, you know, it was a running joke of her not knowing about the... the, um, Underground world. She was like, there has to be an opening. And she said she took that ignorance and she she took the time to, like, learn about all the stuff that her grandfather had done and just, like, a lot of black history. And she realized, like, this is her time. Yeah. And I think it can get, like, you know, if you think about the type of family she came from, she was very well taken care of, very well off than most black people. Mm-hmm. And I can understand. I her think a lot removed of... from it. Yeah, removed from it. Because I think sometimes like the generation before us focused so much of not having our their children not be exposed to the same things that they were to the point that they didn't you know educate them as Mm -hmm. much as they should so we got to make sure we or you know a lot of times like the the other our the older generation didn't know because my mama just found out about the tulsa bombing during Mm -hmm. um the beat black lives matter peak so yeah, and we got schools that are whitewashing history. So mm-hmm. it's our job to educate our children. So I could definitely see how she's well taken care of and like she knows that her grandfather was like active and like but we, didn't know, but didn't know the details of, mm-hmm. you know, what was going on. So we learned a lot this summer as well. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. We like we said it before on other episodes, we all have a part to play. Um my part is Restoring the mental health in the black community, I believe. I'm not one of the front lines people. But shout out to all y'all that's on the front lines. For Mm -hmm. real. I'll do what I can to support y'all. But my lane is restoring our mental health. Because slavery and police brutality and Jim Crow and all that, it did a number on our mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe that's my role. As well as um, just being a messenger and getting all this information out to people. Mm -hmm. Because it... So many people can live their lives and not ever come across this information. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, keep th- keep um, Casey Goodman Jr.'s family in y'all's prayers and just, you know, anything that you can do. I haven't seen much information yet on any um, petitions or any protests or anything. But just keep in mind that, you know, we can't let these people die in vain. And um, we have to just continue to... Work hard. Our work is nowhere near from being over. And the pandemic hasn't stopped anyone from taking our lives. So, fortunately, that's, this is what we have to deal with until we can get them to do better. Mm-hmm. So, prayers to his family and justice for Casey. 
So last thing is um, the house. Is this, is this the correct ter- terminology? The house. House of Representatives. House of Representatives. I'm still learning, y'all. Um, just passed um, basically excusing mar- marijuana charges on a federal level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that means it's going to Senate now. Which is historic. It's great. It's definitely something to celebrate. But, ooh, that's what this Senate race um, in Georgia is important because that's where most things stop in the Senate. Mm -hmm. So, if you are one of our Georgia listeners, please register to vote. Please vote for the election on January 5th, my birthday. Um, So, please vote for... Please vote Democratic. We gotta flip the Senate. Is it in January? The it's Georgia? January, it's January 5th. Okay. And the only reason I know is because it's on my birthday. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So if, if y'all, just to give y'all a quick refresher, basically we have the three branches of government and everything has to pass those three in order to go into any laws, any acts, or anything of that sort. Um, so that means that it has to go to from the House to the Senate and um, the President. Wait, mm-hmm. the Congress is in there somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, y'all get what I mean. Google it. <laughs> but basically, but it's, it's a checks, you know, mm-hmm. y'all remember checks and balances and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So so that's why it's important for Georgia voters to go out and let us uh, flip the Senate. Because if there's anything that Biden and uh, Ms. Harris want to do, if it's, if it's going to be stopped every time at the Senate, then nothing that we want them to accomplish is going to be done. So just make sure y'all get out there. If you're in Georgia, vote. If you know people that are in Georgia, make sure that they vote um, and tell a friend and tell a friend because it's very important because, mm-hmm. you know, all this affects mostly black and brown people. Yeah. So, yeah, white people are just trying to get more benefits than what they already have versus, like, we're trying to even come up to the level of even this, evening the playing field. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, that's all we have for the media segment. So... Now we're going to get into the main segment with our special guest, which is Sid Wit, and we hope that you guys enjoy it. Hey, gang. So today for our main segment, we have a very special guest, my Instagram friend, Whitney Goodman, also known as Sit With Wit on Instagram. She is a licensed marriage family therapist, and she is also known as the Radically Honest Psychotherapist. She owns Collaborative Counseling Center in Miami, Florida, and she, like myself, also rejects the idea that there should be a blank slate so if you do not follow Whitney please give her a follow so Whitney just say hey to everybody and um just explain like your favorite populations you like to work with and your specialty sure hello thank you so much for having me I work with adult individuals and couples and I really like working with relationship issues so whether that's family romantic relationships um friendships things like that. I also do um, the Gottman Method couples therapy, and I practice EMDR as well. So I tend to work with some of the trauma population. Oh, that's cool. I did not know you did EMDR. I recently, I'm going through a trainer right now for EMDR, and it's intense. Cool. It is. I did the training. Um, I was practicing and, and seeing clients with it for a couple of months before the pandemic, 
But once COVID hit, I kind of scaled back on it because I just don't feel comfortable doing it over the computer. So I'm excited to get back to it once I can see people in person more. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. So first, I just want to ask, so what actually made you become a therapist? So every time I get asked this, I wish I had a better story. (laughs) I think um, when I was graduating from college, I had a bachelor's in sociology. And I was like, what the heck am I going to do with this? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started looking at grad school programs. And I've always really liked I did a lot of volunteering. I worked in schools like I did a lot of random stuff um, that I knew I wanted to work with people. And I started Googling counseling programs. And the more I read about it, I was like, I think this is something I want to do. And I applied to schools. I went straight after college into grad school and I've really never done anything else professionally. So I got lucky that I chose the right thing for me. That's great. Okay. And you're a fairly young therapist, right? Like you're, we're the same age, 28. I'm 30. Oh, you're 30. Um, I'm not my age for some reason. Yeah, I've been practicing for about six years. Okay. Okay. So you started yep. young. Oh, you started really yeah, young. Yeah, I went like straight in from from college. I did the same thing. And yeah. I'm trying to think. I had another question around that. And you're, what, what's your ethnicity? You're Cuban, right? Yeah, my mom is first generation American. Her parents are from Cuba. And my dad's American, so I'm I'm half and half, and I live in Miami, so we have a lot of a lot of Cubans in the area. Okay, that actually shocked me because I remember when like the um, Black Lives Matter thing was at its peak, like this summer, and you made a post about how some people feel comfortable. Like, um, you know, saying their racist ideas to you or something of that sort. And you had to kind of remind your audience that you're technically like a person of color as well. Well, I I think like, I mean, my appearance is I look super white. My name is white sounding. My husband's Jewish. So my last name is, you know, not a Hispanic sounding name either. And um, it's definitely something I've encountered a lot, especially with clients sometimes. And also just like when I was younger in college, I think people would just make assumptions and think I was like a safe person to share that stuff with. But my family actually looks nothing like me. They all look very Hispanic and have much darker skin than I do. Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah, Yeah, very interesting. So, (laughs) So we'll go ahead and get into the main meat and potatoes of our conversation. And so I wanted to ask you, like, about toxic positivity. Like, what is that? Sure. So toxic positivity on in, like, a way that we use it is when we use phrases or statements to end a conversation, tell somebody how they should be feeling. Um, it's when we encourage people to always be happy um, or, like, a pressure to always appear happy and carefree. So some examples would be, like, come on, you have so much to be grateful for, or just smile, it'll be fine. Like kind of these canned statements we use. But Mm -hmm. I also think it's this like overarching feeling that we get that we need to always be on and be happy and be presenting ourselves a certain way on social media and showing up in the world a certain way. It's this pressure to just always look like we've got it together and we're happy. 
Mm, that's interesting. That kind of, I feel like it kind of ties into a little bit with respectability politics, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what do you think, like, I feel like toxic positivity also falls in the realm of, you know, when people say good vibes all the time. I cannot <laughs> be around somebody that's negative and yes. it just, I just cannot be around negative people. Too. I feel like it kind of fits in that area. So what do you, totally. so what do you think toxic positivity like affects negatively? Sure. So I think it makes people feel a lot of shame because a lot of the emotions that we're experiencing are natural, right? And they're necessary. So we need to have negative emotions in order to make decisions and to know what's right for us. I mean, we would die if we didn't have some type of of negative or distressing emotions in our life. Mm -hmm. So when people say things like, I'm cutting all negativity out of my life or good vibes only, it's like, how are you gonna do that? Because (laughs) it's actually physically impossible to do that. Um, I think it isolates us. It makes us not want to share our feelings with other people. And, and again, it just makes us feel like shameful for having normal human emotions. Very true. Very true. So since there's toxic positivity, do you think there's some such thing as healthy negativity? For sure. So I talk a lot about like, um, complaining and how complaining can be effective when we use it correctly. And there's actually a lot of research on this, that if we know what our goal is for the complaint, if we know who to go to, and if we're keeping our complaining to be like time limited and focused, it's really positive. I know you brought up like um, Black Lives Matter and all these other types of social justice issues that a lot of people get called negative when they're discussing these issues, right? Like, oh, they're always complaining about the environment or whatever. And if we weren't negative, if we weren't complaining about that stuff, nothing would ever happen. Mm -hmm, So there's absolutely positive outcomes to a lot of what we would call negativity. Okay, great. So how long do you think someone should um, complain? Is there like a time limit for that? So there's not a specific amount of time, but I think it really comes down to like, what is this doing for you? So there is complaining can sometimes give us a sense of catharsis, right? But that stops being effective or helpful if we do it for too long. It kind of gets us stuck in like a rut. So I usually tell people like, if you're complaining about something, notice when it starts to feel like more bad than it does good. When do you start to feel more stuck? Are you noticing that the people around you are getting irritated? Are they recognizing like, you know, this is kind of going on too much. That also our complaints have to be backed up by action. So if we're just sitting around complaining about something and we know, never really want to do anything about it, that's also going to cause us to get stuck. Um, and really just trying to check in with like, what's the goal of my complaint? Why am I doing this? Is it helping me? Is it changing anything? That can be more important, I think, than the time because some things are really big and they're hard and we're going to talk about them a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah, It's all about just finding that balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously we see the benefits now of being able to use healthy uh, negativity, but how do we combat toxic positivity? Because that's, it, it seems like something that we all want to strive for being positive, but if it can be toxic, how do we combat that? Yeah. So 
I think what's important to differentiate between is that positivity isn't necessarily toxic. It becomes toxic when we use it in situations, especially where somebody's looking for like support, validation, compassion. So, and and there are certain topics that I think positivity can become really toxic around, right? Like there's really heavy topics like grief and loss, et cetera. So if we want to combat it, I think the best thing to do is just to like be curious, ask people questions about how they're feeling, um, get to know their experience, validate them by saying like, yeah, that sucks. Like that sounds really hard or difficult Mm -hmm. instead of trying to like give them a platitude and just fix it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how would you, if somebody is giving you toxic positivity, how would you respond to them and let them know, like, you're being too positive for me right now without sounding like yeah. a Grinch? <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I've done this with my husband. Like, you know, when somebody's trying to just be like, no, it's going to be fine. I might say something like, you know what, right now it really doesn't feel like that for me. So can we just talk about it? Like, can we process it? And of course it's going to depend on the person that you're around and your level of comfort with this person. If it's a random, somebody at the grocery store, like I'm just going to keep it moving. I might not say anything to them, Mm -hmm. but somebody close to me, I would want them to know like, Hey, this is what's help would be helpful for me right now. Like, could we talk about it some more? Could you just sit with me? Can we go on a walk? Like giving a suggestion to help combat what they're saying because people are genuinely trying to help. I think a lot of the time when they're using these phrases, they're not trying to be rude. Okay. That's, yeah, that's true. I think that it just comes off like, you know, you want to have your moment to soak and this mind's like, Oh, be grateful. You're so blessed. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, girl, I do not exactly. want to talk about my blessings right now. Right. Like, but right now I want to cry. Like, give me my moment to sit in my emotions. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's very important. Exactly. You know, you have a lot to be great. We all know that. We're yeah. just not in touch with that in that moment. Exactly. And I think it's very important to allow ourselves to have those negative moments, especially around this time of the year and just this Mm -hmm. year in general, because a lot of things just sucked. And then the holidays in general just suck for people. And it's just like, it's okay Mm -hmm. to just kind of have your moments with that. For sure. I think the holidays can be like such a good example of like the cultural toxic positivity, right? Like we're we're forced to just act like everything is normal and happy and fine and all of our families love each other and get along and we're all smiling and like that's just not the case for the majority <laughs> of Americans especially this year yes and I definitely realized that as well once actually I realized that becoming a therapist how crazy everyone family is I just thought it was just <laughs> myself and because I, I hear know. some things from it my clients I'm like wow well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like well maybe my family not that crazy right right <laughs> Like, you know, I can deal with this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I actually have a question. Um, It's not really focused on toxic positivity, but we're all going through a lot right now with the holidays and, you know, being isolated because of COVID and things of that sort. And it's easy for us to be really down, you know, and for our friends to be down and us not to know what to do in those situations. So a lot of people have been doing, you know, online dating and things of that sort. And they meet they may meet someone who is going through a hard time. Um, what type of advice 
do you suggest for people who are like just getting to know someone and then that person is kind of hit with rock bottom and you know because you don't want to be that toxic positive person where it's like oh you're blessed like oh you know because you you don't want to take away from somebody's emotions but you also don't want to be like you know just letting them sit in it if they have nowhere else to turn yeah I I go back again to that piece about like curiosity and being genuinely interested in why the person feels the way they feel like I think we can tap into those therapist skills and regular people can use these too of just like how can I ask them questions to help them talk about this and process it and like make it about them Mm -hmm. and then also just doing things like action sometimes speaks so much louder than words so like can you send them something like a food delivery or a coffee or like ask them what might be helpful for them? Can you check in and see like if they were able to shower that day? Like just all these little things that I think show that you care without having to be super invasive and you can do them from a distance. Mm, that's great advice. Yeah, that's great <laughs> advice. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to have to apply that to myself, okay? <laughs> So uh, we can just we can wrap up the main segment. I think we asked all. Do you have any other questions? I don't have. Mm-mm. Yeah, you hit everything yes. so quick and on the head. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So before, just to wrap it up, I got this from another podcast, Yoga to Cope. Um, she asked us this as well when we wrapped up our podcast. Um, I would just like to know, like, leave our listeners with your favorite quote and also um, a book that you may think will be helpful. Oh, gosh. Okay, so a book (laughs) that I just, two books I've read recently that were really good was Permission to Feel. Um, I think it's by, yeah, Mark Brackett. That was really, really good. Okay. Um, And Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents is one of my favorite books that I think is, is great. Okay. I'm going to pick up both of those. Yeah, I'm going to put, we are (laughs) linked it for our people to get they're both great. I don't know if I know a quote off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have some on my Instagram that I've enjoyed. I just can't remember. Yeah, or what's like, or what's like a an affirmation, or just something that you you run through your head on a daily basis when things may get a little tough for you. Yeah, sure. So I really like affirmations of like I'm trying to do X instead of like saying something about myself. So I might say like. I'm trying to be strong today or I'm trying to get through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those are really helpful for me and like keep me in that place of, of action, even when things feel hard. Mm, that makes sense. Okay. That's good. Okay. And do you have like anything to promote? You want to um, tell our listeners where to follow you or anything like that? Sure. So Instagram is the easiest place to find everything um, connected to me. You can find my online store there where I have like workbooks, courses. I have free and paid things there. So feel free to check that out. Um, My email is linked through there as well as my website. We have over 30 therapists at my practice that provide therapy to people in Florida, California, Massachusetts, and New York. Wow. Um, So anybody that's looking for therapy can go there. And, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll end the uh, main segment going into Asking for a Friend. And Whitney, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you.
y'all so for this segment of asking for a friend y'all know we've been talking about controversial topics that have come up on the internet and so we're gonna talk about this youtuber are we gonna say his name yeah his name is kevin samuels Samuels. yeah i didn't know if we wanted to give him i mean We have similar um, listeners, and if y'all watch his show, you're going to think he's full of shit, too, so it really don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, he has a YouTube show where apparently, like, he talks about, I don't, I don't know, he just talks about different stuff, but this particular episode, he was interviewing this young lady and freaking annihilated her, all because, like, she's a single mother, and um, she's, like, in her 30s, and she wants a six seven figure man and he basically was saying like do you think you deserve that type thing so i'm gonna play y'all a little bit of the clip so you can just hear how he was talking to her mm-hmm. i'm about to be mean i get tired of you broads telling me i'm being mean because you cannot oh, handle it from... <laughs> i honestly want a, a six figure guy uh is what i'm realizing and ma'am and that's my point you ladies all feel like listen you ladies all feel like you're the exception to the rule. And then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a, a dose of reality, instead of just accepting it, it's like, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm special. You don't know any men on this level that are not your father, that aren't related to you. That means you don't know these men. You don't know where to go get them. You don't know what they want. But you're still saying pick me they don't want mid 30 year old baby mamas i'm trying to be polite man but they don't want those i ask your question did you hear what i said yes why is that so okay go ahead go ahead so that was just like we obviously can't play y'all the whole clip but Mm -hmm. that was just like a taste of how he was talking to her he also asked her to rate herself between one and ten and said you can't use seven and oh girl i mean this is a grown woman she's like obviously in her 30s and she rated herself a five when she wakes up and a six when she gets together which just broke my heart like i literally was like my heart dropped when she said that because this is a now they also talked about you know during this interview she makes six figures she's making six figures for the last three years with mm-hmm. her her grooming business and um you know for you to accomplish that in your life and still think that you're a five or a six not that money should make you value yourself more but it's just like you obviously have value in this world for, you know, if nothing else for your child, but to think of yourself as a five or six. And he really set her up for that, saying that she couldn't use seven. And he basically, mm-hmm. you know, just continued to just, you know, go in on her from there and talk about how she couldn't get these men that she was looking for and all this other stuff. So it was just really ugh, just like disgusting to listen to. It was very disgusting to listen to. Um, and it it hurt my feelings when she was just like, you're being so mean. Like, I was, you just hear the little girl coming out. Yeah. And it was disgusting to hear. It's just like, who do you think you are? Um, but honestly, 
I don't think I think a lot of men think like that. Of some of the things he was saying. So here's the thing. I don't disagree with a lot of stuff that he said. I think that it was his um it was his way of saying it that was bad. Because like I can get what he's saying. Like if cause he's ultimately saying if these men have six and seven figures, why would they want someone who already has a child? Why would they want someone who, you know, they have to deal with certain things when they have the money to overcome those certain circumstances. And I get that. I understand it. And it's not right. I'm not saying that it's right, but that is the mindset that people with money have. Like, these are problems I don't have to have, so why would I make myself have those? Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, like dealing with a baby daddy and all that other stuff. And I think that that's how anybody feels with money because women may feel the same way. Like, why would I deal with this guy who make less money than me or this guy that has a record or this guy that has three baby mamas like when I, I make this much money I should be able to get a, a guy on a higher level so unfortunately that's how society thinks but I think that his delivery to her was mm-hmm. very harsh and you're asking someone to understand something that is hurting their feelings in that moment yeah and then you brought her looks into the situation because regardless of what you think somebody may think she fine as hell yeah because he was like what do you look like under all of that because i mean to me she didn't i mean it's you know it's not the best quality video but it, it didn't look like she just had like a shit ton of makeup on and she didn't look ugly either yeah and she and he was talking about like under your hair and stuff like let's not forget that white people wear just as much weave as black women it's just like why are y'all still caught up on weave and makeup. Let people do what they want to do. Yeah. And most of these celebrities, who was it? I think it actually was Janae who um, somebody asked her her skincare routine and like she basically like listed out all this stuff and it wasn't like products. It was like all these treatments that she gets. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the celebrity package. Like, At least you, she was honest. Yeah, like you get all these treatments because you can afford them. Like, yeah. so it don't matter what you use on a daily basis. You're using whatever products you're using on a daily basis is to maintain what you got done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was just horrible. Yeah, I think, I think, like I said, I think a lot of men do think like he do. Just like, I mean, like he said, as women, we think the same way. But I also think we got to get, we can't have your list of requirements. Yeah, but don't get so caught up in them. Because you never know. It may be that man or woman with a baby that's your soulmate. Mm-hmm. Or it may be that man or woman that has that one thing that you swore you never you was gonna, you never was going to deal with that's your soulmate. You got to, yes, pay attention to the red flags. It's just discernment, honestly. You got to figure out what you're going to deal with and what you're not going to deal with. Because the person that's the person for you is not going to check off every box. But they're gonna be for you. It's gonna be what you need. Yeah. And and we basically just basically what I'm saying. Some we don't know everything that we need. Yeah. So it's just like you just gotta follow your. Look at Sierra and Russell. Like Russell could have had that same mindset. Like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna date nobody with a kid. Or she could have looked at him and thought the... he was lying. Yeah, and your baby daddy out here in the public, he do whatever mm-hmm. he want. You get a lot of you know, is a lot of negativity associated with that. He could have looked the other way. Yeah. But we see them have a successful relationship, and um, he's younger than her. Yeah. Like so many of us are like, well, I'm not gonna date nobody younger than me. But mm-hmm. look at them. Yeah. It's just. Pay attention to something your list, yes, but don't get so caught up in it. It's all about balance, like we've been saying. Yeah. It's I really think that's the key to life, finding balance. And your list shouldn't be too much superficial. Of any, yeah, it shouldn't be superficial either. 
I mean... I mean, yeah, it shouldn't be superficial. You should be able to give the same things that you want. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want a six-figure man, you need to be making six figures. Yeah, or well on your way to or it. Or well on your way yeah. to it. Well, and I say superficial, like, the looks and the height and, like, yeah, mm-hmm. we all want somebody taller than us. Like, But, like, in reality things, people are shorter than they have mm-hmm. been. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, let's be real out here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just think you just you got to go off like yeah, you got to make sure they have things going on for them and they miss they meet like a lot something a good amount of things on your list. But at the same time like you have to go off the chemistry and the connection between y'all two. Not right. the lust, but the chemistry and the connection mm-hmm. and how if you feel safe around that person and all that. It's just so much more than like the this list. Yep. That we have. Yep. Because you could get somebody to check off every box on your list, and then you realize I got an extra box that you did not want. Mm-hmm. Because you, you don't want somebody that's abusive or who puts you down mm-hmm. or who controls you or any, mm-hmm. you know, those are negative Those things. are non-negotiables. Those are the type of non-negotiables that you need to have. And I think we get caught up in non-negotiables like height, if he has a kid or if she has a kid and stuff they like teeth, that. Stuff that yeah, can fix. Like, yeah, like don't... Th- I've learned this year not to get caught up in those type of non-negotiables. The non-negotiables that you should have is, like, him treating you bad or him putting your hands on you or her cussing you out or her, um, you know, just doing different things. Like, you know what I mean? Those are, like, how a person treats you and how they make you feel, those should be the non-negotiables rather than, like, this superficial stuff. So, and once you find that person you want to be with you'll figure out how to deal with the things that you swore you never was gonna deal with and it don't even be as bad as you think sometimes so exactly and stop let's stop um putting ourselves out there to these type of people who are ready and willing to tear somebody down Mm -hmm. because obviously that young woman has some type of self-esteem issues already and for her to go on that show knowing obviously this is his personality and seems to be the gist of his show so, you know, don't put yourself in situations that can trigger you or make you worse off than what you were before you even got on that show. So mm-hmm. hopefully that young lady is finding a therapist and going to therapy regularly if she's not already. Because that that's the type of stuff that can bring you backward on work that you've already done yourself. Yeah. Because he was right about the therapist, but the reason why she, he said she needed a therapist was wrong. Yeah. How you going to tell somebody they need a therapist because they don't they looking for a fairy tale like mm-hmm. n- no this life can happen like nothing's gonna be perfect no relationship is gonna be like peachy keen but at the same time like we still have to you know be careful with our words mm-hmm. and how we deliver things to people because we're we're all in a fragile state right now like it's so much going on in this world anything could break could break someone and you don't want to be that person that's responsible for breaking someone mm-hmm. but obviously he don't give a damn but Ooh, child. Same. Yes, ma'am. So, yeah, that's pretty much all for asking for a friend today. We'll see y'all next year. Y'all take care of y'allself. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> I know, but, like, it's the holiday season. Most podcasts are taking a yeah. break this long. Yeah. So, we'll probably be back we'll on be- the 17th. 
yeah, we'll be back in January, guys. We love y'all. We appreciate you guys. Listen to us. Continue to share our podcast. Rate us. Mm-hmm. Um, send us any DMs or any feedback that you have for us. Um, and just, you know, take this time to catch up on any episodes that you may have missed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have any episode ideas, make sure y'all send those to us. I hope and pray that you and your family are having a safe winter season and holiday season. And, um, you know, just continue to take care of yourself. Love on yourself. Again, follow me on Instagram. It's Desi Case. If you want to um, go ahead and join a 31-day challenge for self-care. Um, and it's, it's simple. It's just finding, you know, one way to love yourself every day. Yep. And uh, make sure you follow Devin at Sent From Devin. And, yeah, we out. See y'all in 2021.